Support for the MPTE Clinical Files comes from the PT Hustle. Have you failed the MPTE more than once and are you a bad test taker? The PT Hustle is the leading NPTE preparation company that specializes in one-on-one -on -one coaching for physical therapists who have failed the MPTE. The PT Hustle focuses on helping students figure out why they are failing and then work with each student one-on-one, -on -one, week by week, to achieve a passing score fast. So forget about the constant frustration of not being able to get over a 600. Sign up for your first evaluation today to finally figure out why you are not passing. Sign up at www.thepthustle.com. Again, that is www.thepthustle.com. The PT Hustle. Identify. Execute. Dominate. The MPTE Clinical Files is intended to be used as a learning resource for unlicensed physical therapists preparing for the National Physical Therapy Examination. The MPTE Clinical Files is intended literally for entertainment and educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based on only one source. Therefore, this podcast should not be used as the sole source of personal, clinical, legal, or medical advice. While care has been taken to ensure the accuracy of all answers and rationales, on a rare occasion, mistakes and factual errors can be present, as we are only human. From the creator of the PT Hustle, this is MPTE Clinical Files, one mock MPTE-based question told and solved week by week. Thank you for tuning in to the MPTE Clinical Files. My name is Kyle Rice, the MPTE Prep Coach, the founder of the PT Hustle, and the creator of the MPTE Prep Success Course 2.0. If you haven't already, join the free Facebook group called Smart MPTE Prep. You need to do so today. Each and every week, we go through tips, tricks, and strategies to boost your MPTE score and improve your MPTE preparation. So join Smart MPTE Prep, and I will get you in. All right, so for our next MPT clinical file, we have our patient named Jesse. And Jesse presents to physical therapy with complaints of mild right sided jaw discomfort. She reports a two year history of right sided jaw clicking that accompanied a loss of mouth opening. Upon examination, the patient has no clicking and her mouth opening range of motion is 41 millimeters. That's actively and 47 millimeters passively. Which of the following pathologies is most likely present? So we have A, disc displacement with reduction, B, capsular fibrosis, C, disc displacement without reduction, and D, lateral pterygoid muscle spasms. So in this case, we have our patient, Jessie. She's complaining of this mild right-sided jaw discomfort she also tells us that she's had a two-year history of right-sided jaw clicking that has been accompanied by the loss of mouth opening. Now, that's where we have to slow down a little bit because the jaw clicking is very indicative of an internal derangement and more specifically a disc displacement. So that's already letting us know that there's potentially a disc displacement that's going on. And we'll look at that here in a few moments. Now, it says upon examination, the patient has no clicking. All right, so that's also very specific to our disc displacement. And her mouth opening range of motion is 41 millimeters actively, 47 millimeters passively. Now, I want to slow down right there for a moment because I think that there's a lot of great value here. We have to understand you know, what is normal? What is normal mouth opening? That should be 45 to 50 millimeters, all right? And so our patient is near normal, 41, actively, 
all right? But she's able to achieve 47 passively. Now, with any type of capsular fibrosis, um, you know, capsular adhesions, the active and passive range of motion tends to be the exact same. All right, just like an adhesive capsulitis, you see that. And so right now, because there's that difference between the active and passive, we're not really expecting there to be some type of capsular issue going on here. All right, we know that if we're able to get that increased motion in that passive range, that's because we're reaching into that tissue resistance, we're reaching into tissue elasticity. All right, and so which of the following pathologies is most likely present? All right, and then that's when we can start getting down into our actual answer choices. So A, it says disc displacement with reduction. Now, if you're not familiar with disc displacement, you need to do a bit more research and understand this topic because it's common. With a disc displacement, typically your TMJ, articular disc, is displaced anteriorly. And when a patient has a disc displacement with reduction, that is where the disc will pop or reduce over the condyle during mouth opening or closing. And so the big deal with reduction there is the fact that if there is reducing, that means that there is a click that is present. And so with our specific case here, she says that she reported clicking over the past two years, but on examination, we no longer have the clicking. Well, if there's reduction, that means that there is clicking. And so we can get rid of A because the patient has no clicking. Now B, it says capsular fibrosis. We already spoke about that. We would expect that the active and passive would be about the same here. We expect that the range of motion would actually be more limited than it is here. We see that the patient is, you know, really close to normal. And so B is likely not present. Also, capsular fibrosis isn't involved with clicking. Now C, it says disc displacement without reduction. And this type of disc displacement, we need to understand that there are two stages the early stage and the late stage. In the early stage, the patient doesn't have any clicking, but their range of motion is significantly limited and is typically less than 30 millimeters. Well, that's not the case here. However, in the late phase, the patient still doesn't have any clicking, but their range of motion can be near normal or normal. And the reason why this occurs is the fact that over time, the tissues that connect to the back of the disc become stretched out. They're called retrodiscal tissues. Those tissues become stretched out, allowing the disc to move farther forward anteriorly and allowing the mouth to get back closer to its normal range of motion, all right? And so C right now is the best answer. Let's look at D. Now D is lateral pterygoid muscle spasms. Well, the lateral pterygoid is not the reason why we are hearing the actual clicking itself. We know that there is some type of internal derangement. We know that it's some type of disc displacement. Our goal was to determine which type of disc displacement, whether it's with or without reduction. And so the lateral pterygoid is not the reason why we're hearing the clicking or no longer hearing the clicking. Also, muscle spasms are secondary to some underlying pathology, underlying condition, and muscle spasms tend to be symptoms. 
and not a true pathology itself. Therefore, we can eliminate D. It is not an appropriate answer. And so when we look at the entire answer set, we see that C, disc displacement without reduction, is the correct answer. If you got this question correct, congratulations. If you didn't, you learned normal mouth opening. You learned a bit about disc displacement with and without reduction and how they can present with the particular patient. But I don't want you to stop there. I always want you to take yourself to the next level. Ask yourself, well, what if they had put in lateral deviation range of motion was limited to a particular side? Would that change the pathologies? Would it make something more correct or less correct? What is the purpose of the lateral pterygoid? What does it do? And if there are lateral pterygoid muscle spasms, what can I expect the clinical presentation to be? These are the types of questions that you want to ask yourself in order to be ready for any type of MPT curveball related to the TMJ. As always, keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to the MPTE Clinical Files. Support for the MPTE Clinical Files is provided by the PT Hustle. Have you failed the MPTE? What are you going to do differently this time to get a different result? You should try one-on-one -on -one coaching in order to get you the direction and structure that you need to be successful. Stop guessing whether you're going to pass on your next attempt. Sign up for an in-depth MPTE evaluation today to figure out the quickest way to pass in the boards. Sign up at thepthustle.com forward slash services. Again, that is thepthustle.com forward slash services.